F what I was getting ready to preach this morning <laughs> out of Matthew chapter 5. Matthew chapter 5. I'm telling you the problem is people ain't hungry. They ain't got no desire for the word of God this morning. They ain't got no desire for the house of God this morning, do they? More concerned about turning over than they are getting into the house of the Lord this morning. How many know this life's coming to an end quick? You don't know what's going to happen. You don't know what's going to take place. Mama got that call with her sister this morning. Little did we re- I know she was in bad shape, but didn't know what was going to happen this morning. We don't know what's going to happen. We, better, we could be in good shape and still have the same thing happen to us this morning. We just don't know. We've got to be ready. I'm telling you, we've got to be ready in this nation what's going on and everything. We've got to be hungering after God this morning. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Matthew chapter 5, one of the... Right here in the Sermon of the Mount, verse 6, Matthew 5, verse 6. He said, Blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be, what? Filled. Once again, Blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. How many is hungering this morning? How many is thirsting for his presence this morning? Guess what? If you're really hungry, you're going to be filled this morning. Heavenly Father, we come before you, Lord, this morning, Lord, and we ask you, God, to touch, dear Lord. And I ask you, Lord, to anoint me this morning to speak your word, dear God, and have your way, dear God, Lord. Father, today we ask you, God, to just touch, dear God, Lord. Lord, and we ask you, God, to just move, dear God, Lord. And and we ask you, Lord, for your great outpouring and your presence in here today, Lord. Have your way again, Lord. Lord, we felt you this morning, Lord. I'm asking you, Lord, to get filled people in here with a hunger and a desire for you, Lord, that they'll open their appetite. Uh, that they'll dine from your table, O oh Lord. Uh, and we'll get more hungry after you than we ever had before, Lord. And we give you the glory, God, the praise and the honor. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Uh, how many I know what hunger wants? To suffer want a strong desire or a craving. Uh, I think about thirst too. It's to suffer thirst, suffer from thirst. Uh, how many know that thirst is too painful to feel the want of and eagerly long for those things when you were on a hot summer day? Nothing, I, I know a lot of people like water and that's good and water's good. But I'll tell you, there's times I like a good Mountain Dew on my throat. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Uh, or a good drip of water right there. You get that craving. Uh, I want to know how many in here has got that craving for the Word of God this morning. Uh, how many here has got that craving for more of His presence this morning? Uh, how many has got a desire to see Him like you've never seen Him before? Uh, I'm telling you today, I'm not talking about a natural hunger or a natural thirst but I want you to know I'm talking about a spiritual hunger this morning and a spiritual thirst today I want you to know what I believe is missing today is people ain't hungry for a move of God they ain't hungry for his presence they ain't got no desire for him no intense desire or craving I don't know about you this morning but I believe it's time we get us a craving for God again I believe it's time we get a craving for the word of God again I believe it's time 
time we get a craving for the getting on our knees and praying out to God again. I believe it's time we get a craving to praise God again. Anybody know what I'm talking about? I'm telling you we got to get a spiritual hunger like we ain't seen in a long time. We've got to get a spiritual hunger to say, Lord, I want more of your presence. We've got to get a spiritual hunger that says I'm going to stay here until you bless me. Anybody know what I'm talking about? When's the last time you got down like Jacob and wrestled with the angel of the Lord and said, I'm not getting up from here until you bless me? You know he got up with a little limp, didn't he? I'm telling you, when you get into the presence of God, you're going to get a change. Anybody know what I'm talking about? When's the last time we had that spiritual hunger? People ain't got it no more. People ain't got no desire for the things of God anymore. People ain't got no desire to be in the house of God no more. Oh, people think we're crazy. We're going to take it to them tonight. It's all right. They can blast the radios real loud. I can blast the gospel. Heard them out here the other night. I don't know where it was at, but I heard a radio blasting about 12, 30, 1 o'clock in the morning. I said, all right, y'all go right ahead. I said, because I'll, talk, I'll speak to you Sunday night. <laughs> That's the words that went through my mind. I'm telling you people don't know what's getting ready to happen. There ain't no hunger no more. People just say, well, we'll go through the motions. We'll go through this. We'll go through here. I'm telling you I'm tired of going through the motions like the normal do. I think it's time we get lost in his presence again. I think it's lost time we get lost in the Holy Ghost again. I'm telling you, I believe it's time for the church of God to get hungry for a move of the Holy Spirit again. I, I'm telling you, there ain't no hunger no more. There ain't no thirst no more. And I'm telling you, it's time to cultivate that appetite and begin to get hungry for a move of God. It ain't going to come upon one suddenly. And overwhelming, it must be cultivated. Anybody know what I'm talking about? You must create a place of emptiness that cries out to God to be filled. We'll get there here in just a little bit. I'm telling you the intensity of your hunger will determine the dimension and the degree of our filling. How much you want is how much you'll get. You know what I'm telling you? He may put a whole plate out there, but I'll tell you what, I want another table plate, don't you? I want another right after that when I get calls to him. I, I'm telling you, we lose sight many times. As believers, we'll lose sight of our spiritual appetite because we allow the natural, earthly, carnal things to take place over the Spirit of God. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Too many times we get lost up in this earthly thing that we forget about the spiritual. How many know this morning the earthly thing can't truly satisfy you? How many know the earthly thing will just create a void in you? There ain't but one that can truly satisfy. And his name is Jesus. Jesus Christ this morning that spiritual man is hungry this morning are you going to feed that spiritual man are you going to feed the natural man I promise you you go up here to gateway here in a little bit up here at Breezewood and you'll have busloads of busloads feeding that natural man about 12 o'clock they'll be coming in buses and buses Three, four, five, six buses at a time in there. Everybody in line. They ain't going to miss feeding that natural man, are they? But what about that spiritual man? 
How many miss feeding that spiritual man this morning? I'll tell you why people don't miss it. Because they fill it with everything else than what it should be filled with. How much time we spend in the Word of God this week? How much time we spend in prayer? How much time we spent seeking His presence this morning? Come on, church, now. How much time have we got on our knees before God for this nation this morning? Amen? Amen. I'm telling you, people are feeding it with the natural. And that's missing the spiritual, not only in the world, but more importantly in the house of God. Those that are called by His name don't seem like they want to feed that spiritual man no more. They don't want to spend time in the Word. What happens when you don't begin to feed a man? You begin to die up and you begin to wither away. Can I tell you what I believe is happening right here in 2016? Thank God we got a place where the Spirit of God still moves. I thank God there's still some hungry people under my voice this morning. I thank God there's still some fire around here this morning. Anybody know what I'm talking about? I'll tell you what's happened. When you lose your spiritual appetite, guess what's going to happen? You're going to die spiritually too. You're going to perish spiritually too. That's the reason the movement of the Holy Ghost ain't taking place because people don't have a hunger for him or an appetite for the things of God anymore I'm telling you people would have thought was crazy last night 11 o'clock oh well they don't say nothing about the honky tonks at 11 12 o'clock in the morning do they? we got out there and there was a race still going on down there at the racetrack Nobody would have said nothing like that, but when you start talking about being in church 12, 1, 11, 12 o'clock at night, people think you're crazy. Well, I don't know about you, but I can't think of a better place to be at midnight. Can you? How many know at midnight they were singing praises of God in the midst of their turmoil and their jail cell, and God sent an earthquake and rocked that place. How many know there's times we got to just get lost in His presence? How many know there's just times where it says we're going to mean business with you God when that many times we did times where we're going to have to fall on our face and just get lost simply in the presence of Jehovah God this morning think about first Peter 2 and 2 he says us newborn babes the desire the sincere milk of the world of the word that you may grow thereby how does a newborn babe desire milk it has to crave it don't it it's got to crave that milk. It's got to want that milk, right? It requires to have milk. If you don't give it milk, it's going to what? It's going to die, ain't it? And it demands milk. When a baby gets hungry, guess what it's going to start doing? It's going to start kicking a little bit. It's going to, going to, that baby's going to start screaming. It's going to let you know that it is hungry. How much do we desire? How much do we desire the Word of God? If you're going to advance Christianity, you're going to advance in your walk, when the Christian walk, let me tell you, you've got to be growing, don't you? Uh-oh. I'm about ready to say something. There ain't no such thing as saying I've reached to where I need to go in my walk with Christ. How many know we can all grow a little bit stronger? How many know we can grow a little bit more in Him? We grow that little bit, we can grow a little bit more. I can go a little bit higher. 
but too many people think they've got to where they needed to get. If you think where you needed, got where you needed to get, you ain't where you need to be at all. Because the more I grow, the more I want to grow a little bit more, don't you? I'm telling you today, people ain't where they need to be. They ain't no craving, they ain't no desire, but they're in need of it this morning. I'm telling Jeremiah 2 and 13 tells us, for my people have committed two evils. They have forsaken me, the fountain of living waters, and they hewed out cisterns, broken cisterns that can hold no water. What he was saying there, they went to everything else but him. I'm telling you, just like the Lord spoke this morning, if we put him first, if we get a hold of him, he'll take care of everything else. Since paraphrase it, I'm telling you today, this morning, if we get a hold of God today, he'll take care of everything else but people's running to this, they're running to that, they're running here and they're running there, but they're not running to where they need to run. They need to run into the presence of Jehovah God this morning. When's the last time you've been in his presence? What is the attitude that one takes towards the presence of God in his word? Amen. I look in the Bible. I see where Martha welcomed Jesus into her house but forsook his presence for earthly concerns. Amen. She took his presence for granted. For what she felt like she was doing was more important than what Jesus was saying while Mary sat at his feet and heard his words. Right there, something. We got too many Marthas and not a few Marys. Amen. We got too many Marthas thinking what they're doing is more important than being in the presence of Him. We got too many of those that think, well, I got to do this. I got to get a hold of this. I ain't got time to get in His presence. What are you talking about? I'm talking about those that says, I can't get in His Word today because I got this to do. I'm talking about those that says I can't get on my knees because I got this to do. I'm talking about those that says we got everything else to do but get into the presence of God. I'm telling you what we need is some marriage. It says here am I just going to sit at your feet and soak in your presence. Anybody know what I'm talking about? I've been telling you today how many marriages do we got in here? It says I just want to hear what you got to say. I just want to get a hold of you this morning. I throw away the earthly tears and says Lord just let me hear from you just let me hear your word this morning Lord create in us a desire to get to that point but too many ain't like that too many are Martha's that going through everything else but getting lost in the presence of God too many Martha's going through everything else but from being in his presence this morning. I don't know about you, but I can't think of nothing better than to hear from Jehovah God this morning. Too many are saying today, the lakes will be filled this morning, won't they? The golf course is filled this morning. When there's something that racetrack down there was filled last night, I bet you. But how many were in the presence of God this morning? We got a misconception. This time we need the most important thing we can do is sit and hear what He's got to say 
and to get a hold of him. I'm telling you today, how many got that desire to get a hold of him? God's looking for some worshipers this morning. God's looking for some people that hunger him this morning. How many is hungering after him? I'm telling you, this Mary, she was hungering after him, wasn't she? Martha had her ideas on the cares of life. But Mary said, I need a hold of you. Sometimes we need to throw those cares of life behind us. We need to throw them and say, Lord, I just need to get into your presence. Every one of us has got cares of life, don't we? Every one of us has got things going on. Everything we got, we got things to do, don't we? But it don't excuse, neglect the fact that we ought to spend presence in the time of God before we do that. Amen. I'm telling you, John 7, 37 and 39 says, In the last day of the great feast, Jesus stood and cried and sang, If any man thirst, let him come unto me. And what drink? He that believeth on me, as the scripture had said, Out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. But this he spake of the Spirit, which they believed on him, should receive for the Holy Ghost was not yet given because Jesus was not yet glorified. I'm telling you, we understand the scripture to be Jesus' invitation to salvation. Then we can get a hold of him. And on Pentecost, the baptism of the Holy Ghost. I'm telling you today what's happening. People ain't got a craving for the Holy Ghost anymore. How many has got a desire for the move of the Spirit again? How many is seeking the baptism of the Holy Ghost? Too many people's got Pentecost on the door, but they ain't got Pentecost inside I don't know about you but I want Pentecost inside I want the spirit manifesting where the spirit of the Lord is there is liberty anybody know what I'm talking about I'm telling you people ain't got a hungry for him they ain't got a hungry for his presence no more but I tell you today if you get hungry he said you shall what be filled if you seek him you shall what find him he is a Reorder of them that what? Diligently seek him. Lord, help us where we are right now that we get back and we get a hold of that Holy Ghost again. That we get a hold of the Spirit of God one more time. Got no move for the Holy Ghost. People more concerned about that thing back there than they are. The clock than they are. We thank God all to operate on our timetable. Anybody know what I'm talking about? God, you've got this certain amount of time to operate. When did you begin to be able to tell him what time he's got to operate? By the way, he don't operate on our time. For a day with him is like a thousand years with us. He's eternal, by the way. We operate on his timetable when he wants to do it. But too many times we thank God, if you ain't done by this time, we're going to go on right out the door. And we want to know why people ain't being filled. Amen. People don't want to tarry in the altars. They don't want to tarry seeking him because they say they got to go do a hundred different things. God help us get to a point where we ain't, we're more concerned about him than we are the things of this world. Amen. When we get more concerned about getting filled with his presence than we are about getting to turn on the TV. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Thank God we still got some people that's still hungry today. Amen. Thank God they still some fire. Thank God they still 
still some people that's calling out to him today. God, give us some people, some more people that says, Lord, all I want is you. All I want is to get a hold of you. All I want is to drink from you. Because when I get a hold of you, I'm going out of my belly shall flow rivers of what? Living water. I'm telling you what we need today is a shakening. We need a moving. We need an outpouring. But it must start in the house of God. Among God's people. Getting hungry again for Him. They ain't hungry. And they ain't being filled. I mean, no, you ain't going to get filled if you ain't hungry. You sit there like a knot on a log. Thinking God's going to move you. He ain't going to move. <laughs> he may knock you over. But he ain't going to move with his presence. People, too many people like this. Here's how it goes. Move me if you can, God. You touch me, God. Too many wait for him to touch him. And the whole time, God's, he's saying, won't you reach out and touch me as I pass by? There ain't too many people desperate enough like Zacchaeus, the wee little man he was, to climb a sycamore tree to get a hold of him. Anybody know what I'm talking about? How desperate have you got for him? That's what you call hungry. There ain't too many people like blind Bartimaeus anymore. He was blind from birth. They told him to quit, shut up, quit, don't speak so loud. He was saying, Master, Master, have mercy on us. And people were saying, just shut up. Don't trouble him. But they weren't born blind. He was desperate. He ain't going to shut up. Guess what? He touched him. There ain't too many people like the little widow woman who's weak and fragile. She puts a lot of people to shame. She put a crowd to shame. There were many around him that day, but only one touched him. Amen. Because she was hungry. She said, I don't, you know, there was critics there to her that day. Because she shouldn't have been, they, as somebody with the issue of blood was considered unclean and they should have been put away. She shouldn't have been out. But she said, I got to get to Jesus. I can hear it now, them people going around. I just know the attitudes of people that know her. What's she doing here? I can hear them now. There comes an unclean one. I can hear them some saying, won't you just get back home? But she said, no, as fragile and as weak as she was. She was brittle. Let's just put it like that. She was very fragile because if you lose blood, guess what? You're going to be weak, ain't it? For your life is what? In the blood, ain't it? So she had this issue of blood. She was really weak. Oh, they were multitudes walking around Jesus. But here's something. Somebody was hungry. Fragile, weak. All the critics around her. She said, oh well. I've got to press through. And I've just got to touch the hem of, get a hold of him. She touched the gem of his garment. And guess what? She was made whole. Ain't it something? Blessed are the hunger, for they shall What? Be filled. There were many walking around him, but only one received. There was a crowd. That tells me there was a multitude. There's a multitude that sit on church pews, but how many receive? There's a multitude that come into the house of God on Sundays, but how many touch him? 
Anybody know what I'm talking about? How many has really got a hunger? It says, I don't care what's going on. I'm going to touch you this morning. I can't, Lord, I can't change it, but I'm still hungry for you. And if I get a hold of you, everything shall be made whole. But people ain't hungry. I still believe in divine healing. Anybody else do this morning? I'm telling you, you get hungry enough. He'll get a hold of you. I believe God's more willing to heal people than some people are to repress to, towards him. I still got, believe God's more willing to answer prayers than some people are willing to pray because they're not hungry. They're not hungry. God help us to get hungry. They're not when we lose our spiritual attitude, our spiritual appetites for the presence of God, glory of God in the midst, we're in critical condition. Did you hear what I'm saying? If you ain't hungry and you ain't thirsty, guess what? You ain't going to eat and you won't drink. And you won't drink and you won't eat till you die. If you ain't hungry, you're in critical condition. You're in ICU. And if you don't get something in you quick, you're going to die spiritually. It's like natural. If you don't eat or drink so much, a certain amount of time, they say you'll die in a few days, ain't it? You ever seen them pictures from over in, overseas, over in them countries that's in famine, these kids and these people that ain't eating, how it almost seems like the flies are around them. Because they ain't nothing but skin and bones. It's a pitiful picture. But I'm telling you there's some people that sit on pews that's got flies flying around them. They got them vultures, them buzzards coming down plucking them because they're about spiritually dead. I'm talking about the spiritual flies. Because they ain't eat, they ain't drink. God help us. And as, be honest, most many churches today, probably the majority have Inkabod written on the door. Because they ain't really got a hold of the word of God. We've lost that way because people don't want We forfeited it. Let's put it like that. That's a better word. Many have forfeited the ways of God. Because they, was, they don't want to eat and they don't want to drink. You want to see the presence of God show up? Let me tell you. It ain't a formula. It's falling on your face before God. Amen. Too many days, that lady last night was talking about churches now. In order for them to be able to lay hands on you or pray for you or something, you got forms to fill out about your family history. I never read where Jesus done that, did you? I just believe where he says you shall lay hands on the sick and they shall want to recover. God already knows their family history, amen. God already knows what's everything going on right there. I still believe in there's power in the name of Jesus Christ today. I'm telling you, we've tried to bring forth man-made formulas in, but we've we forfeited getting where it really the answer really is, falling on our face before God and hunger and thirsting after Him. You want to fill this church up? Get a couple hungry people. Get some people that's on desire. Get some people that's on fire. I'm telling you, but too many are on critical condition. 
Too many are sitting on ice, spiritual ice, see you in intensive care. Got a breathing machine going on, spiritual breathing machine. Only reason they're breathing a little bit, pretty much dead to breathe. <laughs> I'm telling you, I don't want to be in that condition. God helped this church never to get to that condition. God helped this preacher never to get there. God, let me eat, because how many like to eat in here this morning? Anybody know what I'm talking about? We Pentecostals like to feast, don't we? Always said, Church of God likes chicken. Church of God preachers like chicken. I'm going to testify of that right now. I like chicken. Take me down south and give me some Zaxby's chicken, and I'm all right. <laughs> I'm telling you right now, a good Chick-fil-A sandwich. But I'm telling you right now, we need more than just good old fried chicken. I like a good steak too, but I need more than just a good old ribeye and a T-bone. I need some spiritual meat this morning. Anybody know what I'm talking about? I need something spiritual to satisfy me. I'm telling you the way we get that is get up and we begin to seek him. The psalmist wrote in Psalm 63, 1 and 2, Oh God, thou art my God. Early will I seek thee. My soul thirsteth for thee. My flesh longeth for thee in dry and thirsty land where no water is to see thy power and thy glory so as I've seen thee in the sanctuary. The Isaiah 44 and 3 says, For I will pour water upon him that is thirsty and floods upon dry ground I will pour my spirit upon thy seed and my blessings upon thy offsprings Isaiah 41 and 17 when the poor and the needy seek water there is none and their tongue felleth for thirst I the Lord will heal them and I, the Lord of God of Israel, I, the God of Israel, will not forsake them. I'm telling you, these are some incredible promises right here. But I'm going to tell you something. These promises are not for everybody. Now, somebody's dropping mouth on that. Why ain't they for everybody? These are the promises for those that hunger and thirst after Him. These ain't promises for those that ain't got no spiritual appetite for Him. Only for those who are hungry for God. I'm telling you, when's the last time we got hungry for God? Have we lost our desire for God? I remember we used to have revivals with a good friend of mine down in North Carolina, Hank Connor. We'd have prayer meetings 6 o'clock in the morning. About, that was a couple times the law showed up. Somebody called the law. Somebody's breaking into the church. I'm telling you right then and there. It won't, if we get the law caught on us tonight, it won't be the first time I've had it happen to me. So don't feel bad when we're out here preaching the gospel tonight. I'm telling you, 6 o'clock in the morning for revival, we was praying for him, for that service that night. It shook. I'm telling you, somebody was taking notice in order for them to call the law, wasn't it? Think about it. So what are you saying? Have we got to the point that we're willing to seek him like we need to seek him? Have we got hungry? I'm telling you, those services we had to have that night would literally rock the walls down many times. That was the night I seen a church paid off in one, in one revival service. I seen a parking lot paved. I seen a septic poured. And I seen the bills paid for a whole winter. And I seen gravel put on a driveway in one service because somebody would seek after him. 
I'm telling you, that's God this morning. Have we lost that appetite? Have we lost that presence? And we've seen souls saved during that time. The most important thing. I'm telling you today. Have we lost that desire? Have we lost that thing? Have we, that attracts the heart to God. Have we become satisfied just to come to church and go through the motions? Or we got to the point that says, Lord, I want more than the motions. I, I want your presence literally. Are we craving that in divine presence? Like Colossians 3 and 2 and 3 says, Set your affections on the things above, not on the things of earth. For you are dead and your life is hid with Christ in God. How many know where our affections belong tonight? This morning I meant. Our affections are above. I'm only here for a little while. Did you hear what I'm telling you? I'm passing through here for a little while. I'm passing through this earth for a little while. You're passing through here for a little while. Anybody know what I'm talking about? I'm telling you my affection better be up there. My treasure's down here. I'm in some trouble, ain't I? If your treasure's in the government, guess what? They're going to rob you blind. Amen? If your treasures are sitting down here on this earth... It's going to perish one day, just like your body is. My treasures, my affections better be above. I better have Christ as my treasure. He better be the one I'm after. I'm telling you, it's where a place where the thief can't steal it. It ain't going to corrupt, and there ain't no moth there. I'm telling you, I got a house up there. It ain't going to fall down. Anybody know what I'm talking about? You say, I just live in a little bitty thing down here. That's all right. Because if you're a child of God, you've got a mansion waiting for you on the other side. <laughs> I tell people, wait till you see mine. You'll have to wade through 50 feet of snow to get to it. <laughs> I'm telling you right now, but people don't have the, their treasures, Christ. The mansions are great, but their treasure is Christ this morning. We got to have that hunger, that spiritual desire. Second Chronicles fifteen and fifteen, and all Judah rejoiced at the oath, for they had sworn with all their heart, and they sought him with their whole desire. He was found of them, and the Lord gave them rest about, round about. Psalm seventy three and twenty five. Whom have I in heaven but thee? There is none upon the earth that I desire beside thee. Can I tell you, if we get more, if we get, just get a hold of Jesus, he'll take care of everything else. People's got their affections on this earth, but it's going to go away. I want to tell you something right now. I don't want to blow everybody's mind away because people don't want to keep this in their mindset. If the Lord tarries another hundred years, guess what? We're all going to take this last breath. I don't believe he's going to tarry that long. We're either going to go by a trumpet or we're going to go by a grave. Amen. I'm telling you, there's nothing to do to change that situation. As long as we're, I'm going to hit it tonight. I'm going to preach on hell tonight. <laughs> One breath to eternity out here. People think it's a joke. It's not a joke. You're one breath to eternity. 
one breath, you know, I, I could stand, you know. The fact of the matter is people don't want to think of it. They want everything else. They don't realize all of this is running out quickly. It's coming to a halt. And you know what? They're going to leave all those valuable things behind for an estate's sale. Somebody else is going to get a hold of that, ain't it? They're not going to be able to take that. My greatest treasure is Jesus Christ this morning. Ain't that your? I got a little girl down in North Carolina I love with all my heart. But my greatest treasure is Jesus Christ. She'll come right after Christ. But I'm telling you, Christ has to be first. That's what I indoctrinate. She called me up. She was telling her. Me on her mommy, not buying her anything she wanted. I'm telling you, I got my little girl spoiled. That's all right. She calls daddy. She knows if daddy's got it, daddy's going to open it up. And daddy's going to get it for her. I'm telling you, how many know our Heavenly Father does that the same way? If we know how to give gifts, how much more does our Heavenly Father know how to give us this morning? I'm telling you today what we're people need to get a hold of. Your treasure needs to be Jesus. We're only here. For a little while, we need to grasp this. Debt, let me tell you, I'm about ready to say something. How many know, I'm going to tell you, there's really no, when I talk about death on this earth, the fact is everybody's living somewhere else. You take your breath right here for the last time. I don't want to get in my message. You're either going to live in the presence of God forever or you're going to live in hell forever. There is literal consciousness in hell just like they are in heaven. Anybody know that? They know what's going on. Part of me thinks, this is just Jimmy, they may be able to look up and see what they missed a little bit. People take it and their treasures are here and they'll leave those treasures for an estate sale. Eventually those things are going to rust and corrupt and they're going to be gone. But if I got Jesus, I'll have him through all of eternity. He's the only one I can take with me this morning. He's the only one that really matters. What will it take to bring us back to the condition of being hungry? I'll tell you this morning. It will take the same thing that it takes in the natural. How many in here like junk food? I get both hands up and I'll put both feet up. I like junk food. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Give me some Reese cups. Give me some chocolate Milky Ways. And them little candy pumpkins. I'm making somebody, huh? This time of the year, they get these little caramel, candy caramel pumpkins. Me and Amos has already went through a bag of candy corn and a bag of candy pumpkins. Them things are really good by Bronx. I tell you, I'm making somebody hungry in here this morning. Uh, but I'm telling you, We've got some spiritual junk that needs to come out. You see, they tell you junk food is the stuff that provides no true nourishment for us, don't it? To strengthen the body. It will pacify the appetite till we have no desire for the true healthy food that that body needs. I'm telling you, as much as I like it, I can sit down and you put a bowl, a good bowl of Reese cups or them peeps or them candy pumpkins or a box of a dozen Krispy Kreme cream-filled donuts in front of me, I'm telling you right now, I could probably eat till I get sick. 
in it, but it ain't going to do my body no good, is it? How many know that this morning? If I eat all them donuts like I think I can, I would probably be in a coma before long, <laughs> a sugar a coma. But I'm telling you right now, Here's the thing I'm getting at. In a spiritual sense, this is true too. We fill up our lives on everything else than what we ought to be filling it up. We spend more time seeking the things of the world than we do seeking the things of God. If what would happen if we treated our Bibles like our cell phones? Amen? What would happen if we treated our Bibles like we did our TV sets. Amen. What would happen? Here's the deal. We're filling ourselves up with everything else. Then that what really matters. And there's nothing wrong with watching a TV program. It's my favorite time season right now. Football's here. And we know who's got it this year, by the way. Don't we, Junior? <laughs> I had to, I had to. No, but I'm telling you. But if we, if that's all we fill up with. And if we never got the word of God in us, I'd be a shell of myself. If I never spent time in his presence, I couldn't stand up behind this pulpit. Amen. If I never spent time in his feeling everything else, I wouldn't know nothing about the Word of God, would I? Why do you think we got so many spiritual, weak, anemic people? Because they spend their time filling their things up with everything else than what they need to be. People know more about their TV shows and actors than they know who the disciples were. Amen. Because they're filling themselves up with them and not filling ourselves up with the word of God. Folks, if we're going to make it, we better feel, be filling ourselves with what? The word of God. Blessed are they that hunger, for they shall be filled. We need to fill ourselves up spiritual. The junk things ain't going to truly satisfy us, is it? It ain't going to give us the nourishment we need to make it in this world. In fact, half the stuff you see on here now ain't nothing more than deadly poison. Anybody seen that news program they got out on TV land? It makes me cringe. Called M. Pastor. Talking about a gay pastor. It literally makes me cringe when they do that. I think they'll all stand before God on that garbage. And they're promoting everything you see now. Almost everything on television almost. You're going to have somebody, a boy thinking he's a woman. They're promoting that. They're thinking, oh, it's, you know, homosexuality. They're promoting it to the new lifestyle. It's sickening. And you want to know why our kids are being indoctrinated. I'm about ready to say something strong right here. They're spending more time in front of that being indoctrinated by that mess than they are being in the Word of God. Parents, let me tell you, they're not going to get the Word of God in schools. It's got to be in the, your house. Amen. We got to fill them in the house with the Word of God. We got to fill them there, get them trained up young to know right from wrong because they're going to get it taught the wrong way in this world. We've got to be filled. We got to throw some of this junk out. There are certain things I will not turn on. 
There's certain channels on the TV I'm throwing off because I know what it promotes. If I see something I turned on one night and there was cartoons on one of these networks that was showing two gay men kissing on a cartoon. This is where we're at. People think it's just harmless. No, it's not harmless. It's deadly. It's deadly. I'm telling you, we've got to be filled with the Word of God instead of poison like that. Quit filling ourselves with poison and start filling ourselves with life and more abundantly. But where are the hungry? Where are the hungry? You want me to tell you why people like that poison? Because it feels good going in them. Did you hear what I'm telling you? People like drugs because why? It gives them a rush, don't it? People like alcohol because it gives them a highness, don't it? It makes them feel good, but they don't realize what may seem good and pleasant is literally shutting their organs down and killing them. If you don't believe me, in West Virginia, it, I heard last week in one town, I can't remember, they were 26 to 36 overdoses on a drug in one hour. And a couple of them died. God help us. They, think it, they thought it was just going to be a rush. But some of them, their caskets is being rolled up and they woke up into the flames of hell for eternity. It's not a game, it's reality. We got to get filled with the Word of God. We've got to get filled with the presence of God. We've got to cultivate that hunger. What do you mean cultivate? If you don't cultivate that hunger, your spirit will become weak and eventually die of spiritually malnutrition. What do you mean cultivating? Sometimes you've got to say, I may not feel like it, but I'm getting into the Word. Sometimes you've got to say, I'm sick, but I'm still seeking you. Sometimes you've got to say, I'm turning off the TV and I'm getting into the Word of God. Amen. Sometimes you got to say, I'm getting out of bed on Sunday morning and I'm going to be in his presence. That's what I'm talking about, cultivating. Even when you don't feel like it. Like she talked last night about putting that spinach down. Anybody like spinach in here? I tried it one time because I thought I looked like Popeye when I was a kid. That's what I was thinking about last night. I tried it one time. <laughs> oh, sometimes we got to force it down when we don't feel like it. Sometimes we think it'd be easier for us to go on to bed and just neglect it today. No. Get in that word before you go on to bed. Pray before you go on to bed. How many know? I've heard people say, it's been a week since I prayed and read. I thank God help you. If it's been that long, you're in some trouble. You're in some trouble. Where are the hungry? Where are the thirsty? I've got to hurry. Everyone standing in here, I'll close it out. How many would say, Lord, fill me? Where are the hungry? Where are the hungry? Where are the hungry? Where are the hungry? Who would say, Lord, fill me this morning? God, I'm hungry for your presence. I'm hungry for you this morning. God, give me more of you. God, fill me this morning. God, fill me this morning. God, fill me this morning. 
God, fill me this morning. I'm hungry. I'm hungry. Where are the hunger? Oh, in Jesus' name.